News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty. Welcome to episode 88 of the Luke Messiah Show. I am joined... 88, playmaker, Michael Irvin. Yes. Dallas Cowboy. Yes. Yeah. What do you think about the Cowboys? Don't watch them anymore. Yep. Don't watch them anymore. I, well, those who follow me know I used to play fantasy football. Yep. Um, <laughs> haven't played that in a long time. <laughs> and kind of don't watch football anymore. So It's probably a good thing. I think I thing. encouraged you to stop playing fantasy football. Yeah, we, we had a couple... Heart to hearts. So uh, I was I was having a burger at Chester's in San Antonio, so a local uh, burger joint, and underneath the TV it said, "When sports teams get back to playing real sports and not telling us about all of their political and social views, mm. we'll start watching them again." Yeah, and you know they literally haven't been playing the NFL or the NBA at all yeah. on their television. So yeah, um, it's a different time that we live in. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I find all TV hard to watch these days. I've been a lot more productive. So you told me I'm on a I'm on a schedule. I got to get you in and out. Yep. You show up. You're like you have me for X amount, and then you got to go. That's it. Our goal today, we will have had a successful conversation if we give Texans a little window into how Austin works, and we're going to use the issue of abortion to really draw their attention to that. So I thought about this. You and I had had this conversation, I think, a couple times. I think the first time we talked about it was when the Dennis Bonin recording came out. And I'm going to play that here in just a second mm-hmm. for us to listen to. Um, but when that recording came out, there were several revelations that came as a result of it, but one of them being that uh, Dustin Burroughs, during his conversation with Michael, had this kind of session where he complained about how Empower had not been fair in reporting all the awesome stuff that the Texas House had done Mm. and was particularly critical of – in fact, I'm kind of prepping it up here. But they were a little critical of the House not delivering. And uh, and so then Dustin went into his conversation about abortion. Um, There was a bill. It's always always been – funny for me mm-hmm. having been there and yep. a part of these conversations that you know unfortunately the the public is not privy to and you know and you see how things go down and then when session is over and people are back home and on the campaign mm-hmm. trail and you start to hear the revisionist history of, yep. of everything and it's like I've had situations where people are describing something mm-hmm. like, oh, I worked on this. And I'm like, you were trying to kill that. Yep. Or, you know, I did this. You weren't even there that day. Yep. Like the talking points go out. Mm-hmm. The consultants get in there, spin everything, hand out the marching orders. And very rarely have I heard on the campaign trail the way things actually, mm. you know, went down on the House floor. And it's, that's that's what we're going to. That's what we're going to talk about today because you had – I want to uh, get, set the stage a little bit and then you okay. can kind of revise this. Hopefully I'm not getting too revisionist in my history. Um, I'll tell you if you are. Yeah. So last session, uh, House leadership, Senate leadership and, – and the Senate kind of woke up at the end and tried to pass several stronger pro-life bills, if you recall, and the um, advanced directives reform, the end-of-life reform as well, which mm-hmm. the House failed to do. But at least all of the chambers came together and the governor said, hey, we're going to give – 
pro-life Texans a little victory. And right. they, they do that a lot, right? Kind of like how little can we do and still have our champion What's the, the least amount we can do and get these people off our backs? Yep. yep. And it's one reason why Texas has been falling in its rankings of pro-life states in the oh, nation, yeah. right? I mean, we've gone from leader position further and further down. Yep. And so uh, they had this bill that they came up with to say we're going to s- prohibit cities and counties from funding abortion providers. Which right? they were. Which they were. City of Austin was doing it primarily. And so they used that example. So the whole big pro-life bill we're going to pass while the state of Georgia is passing a, a heartbeat ban. Yeah. The Democrat governor of Louisiana is passing a heartbeat ban right. on you know eight or nine week abortions. And yet our Republican led legislature is going to just tell the one city of Austin that it can stop funding abortions. And so this is coming to the House floor and um, we several of us were talking, and and you had said that it was really important for us to take this opportunity to draw a line in the sand and use this to accomplish. So what? So what? A lot of people don't know is when you say that they arranged to have this one bill come mm-hmm. to the floor. <clears throat> that means like everything. Um, they don't touch any part of the code that could be affected yep. because they know, and this has happened to them in the past, mm-hmm. they'll have a bill that doesn't have anything to do with the life issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's an opening, there have been some who you know, will put on an amendment mm-hmm. and hijack it that way if all the pro-life bills are stalled. So yep. not only did they say this is the one bill, this, is the, mm-hmm. this was the only bill that touched part of code mm-hmm. that could have possibly been a pro-life victory. Yep. It was micromanaged to that degree. And you can't just amend this bill, which is pertaining to what local governments can do with the money they fund abortion, with to say, hey, we should pass a heartbeat bill. Yeah. Right? Because that's not germane. Abortion. No, it's not germane. And frankly, you know, the Democrats would call a point of order on yep. it and it would it would be all for show. So you're you're limited in scope based on the parameters of the bill. Yep. And germaneness. I remember uh the day before I had pulled you out on the floor and I said, Jonathan, I think we have an amendment that will work. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, you might've been dealing with uh, uh, one of the humane legislation. I just remember you said something like, I'm dealing with dogs today. And, <laughs> and yeah. so go down, talk, and tomorrow we'll, we'll have this battle. And yeah. so we, you know, Tim Harden, your chief of staff, everybody started working on legislation. And, and the idea was that we came up with an amendment that simply said that nothing in the bill prohibited a city from banning abortion, right? Yeah. So it's. I think we had talked, and I had said, "Look, we got we got kind of one shot. Mm-hmm. Let's come up with something." Yep. And then you you guys came up with this idea of what it should be, and it was actually uh, quite genius because mm-hmm. it was actually taking the way that liberals look at things, which mm-hmm. is, "Hey, if if nobody's telling us we can't, let's mm-hmm. try it." Mm-hmm. And you know, liberals have really good long-term planning mm-hmm. and they've got cities like austin and mayors who actually have courage mm-hmm. uh, for the wrong things but mm-hmm. they have the courage to go out and try these things yep. and test yep. the way it is whereas conservatives and republicans have more traditionally been like well unless we have expressed consent to do something so when 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 you guys you know went back mm-hmm. to the office started working on this and came back with the idea it was absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. because really if you think about it it was the opposite in some ways yep. of, of of what the Democrats had been doing with Planned Parenthood. Yep. Austin came out and said, well, if y'all are going to limit state spending on Planned Parenthood, then we as a city can come out and we'll give them some money from yep. the city level. 
Yep. And then we have to go back and tell them, no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really kind of what we did. So, yeah, you, you guys came up with the amendment. So you filed this amendment, and I remember very quickly you realized this is going to be a long day. Yeah. Uh, it was It was oh, yeah. either a text to several of us that just said, uh, they're not happy with this amendment. No, because on these bills um, – you know, on on the bills that they decide, oh, this one's going to have legs, and of course, this was uh, Senate Bill Twenty Two, so it was a low number bill. So I think all along it was kind of planned this way. I mean, months before the session starts, they pick out who's going to be the bill author, who's going to look the best. You know, we need a female, or we need somebody young, or we need a cancer survivor, whatever the case may be. They mm-hmm. try and micromanage the entire process, mm-hmm. um, and so this had been pre-planned. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the kind of bills like weeks before they start telling people no amendments on this bill. Yep. No amendments whatsoever. And most people go along with it. So, um, of course, the Democrats were upset that there was a, quote, unquote, pro-life bill. So Mm -hmm. they had a couple of different amendments that they wanted to offer to try and gum it up. And and then you had a handful of conservatives who were willing to to take Mm -hmm. a shot, too. But leadership, and especially the speaker and his team, Mm -hmm. you know, their obsession, especially the day of, was Mm -hmm. just nothing at all. Mm -hmm. This needs to happen as quickly as possible. No debate. We do not want to turn this into a freak show. We don't want to have the discussion about when does life begin, what is precious, what's the proper role of government. Mm -hmm. Like, that's when things get crazy because they just want control of the whole, you know, circumstance. And they don't want to take what they consider tough votes. Mm. I, uh, I mean, there were a number of times last session that I remember members, re- Republican, even people who were in the more conservative the uh, part of the caucus coming up to you and other members, literally saying, please don't make us take a tough vote. Mm-hmm. Please don't make the members take a tough vote, right? Yeah. And that really uh, perverts what could be a deliberative process, right? Where yeah. various different factions get to discuss different ideas well, and, and actually make their case. constituents, mm-hmm. you know, then all of a sudden – House District 92, if, if I'm convinced, you know, not to make them take a vote or mm-hmm. offer an amendment or whatever, then, then my district's not being represented. So it's, it's, it's all about control for them. I'm going to play the audio real quick of, uh, of Dustin Burroughs. Now, just to set the stage, this is when Dustin Burroughs, Dennis Bonin are meeting with Michael Sullivan. And, uh, the secret recording. Yes, the secret recording that took down. And so Dustin Burroughs being one of the chief top yep. right-hand men of, of Dennis Bonin and yep. his regime. Yep. And we'll watch the video of, of some of the discussion that went on the House floor. But uh, just to kind of play this real quick and, and we'll set the stage. So, For what they suddenly decide, they are not going to pass. What I do know is that you know, abolition of abortion went nowhere. Uh, Taxpayer-funded lobbying so this is when uh, Dustin is is kind of trying to make a case for why Michael should be reporting more favorably on the House. And his assertion was Michael was reporting too favorably on the Senate, not favorably enough on all the accomplishments of the House. And then he points to this. And just to re kind of read the section of that, he said, abolition of abortion never got filed in the Senate, mm-hmm. right? He also didn't mention the fact that 
you know, the heartbeat bill got filed in the House and got sent to a Democrat committee. Abolition right. of abortion got filed and killed in committee. And then he says, maybe you saw an amendment got on, which he, I'm assuming he's pointing at Dennis at this point, which he put on for Stickland because of the D's. That's hilarious. Which, which basically, and then he says, this basically said that cities will not be banned from doing this. They won't prohibit the cities from doing this. And we saw our first city actually come around and ban abortion. And this yeah. is where this kind of gets us to the point. And I know you're on a, on a tight deadline. So I'm going to try to um, get, oh, get, get to this part. People but need to know this. It's uh, first of all, his, his version. I'm going to read everyone the amendment that you filed. So you filed a, all, this is all it said, right? It said this chapter referring to this whole bill. This chapter may not be construed to restrict a municipality and county from prohibiting abortion. Right. And so all it said <laughs> Which was- Which is awesome because what uh, what people need to understand is like, it doesn't say anywhere in code that they can do it. It doesn't, now, but it- But it didn't say that they couldn't. So we right. just kind of like reverse told them, hey- Yep. This doesn't stop it. It's funny because I know several people who have come out during the session and even after session saying, well, at the end of the day, this amendment didn't matter because it didn't do anything. And legally, it doesn't actually empower the cities. Right. It doesn't protect them. Yeah. But the funny thing is, I, you know, Dustin kind of took away that argument, right? Because he's sitting there in this meeting going, look what we did. Oh, yeah. We, the Texas House, we led on this. We gave cities the, the green light, the signal. Yep. to make sure they knew that this was something they could do. And I remember when people, because we had to pre-file on this bill, mm -hmm. and when people started to see it, everyone was like, what, what is this? Mm -hmm. What does it do? And, I mean, to be honest with you, like, we knew that legally this wasn't going to have anything. But like you said, this was a, this was a green light mm -hmm. into um, pro-life activists all across the state that, hey, have you guys ever considered doing this? Because we think it's okay. Mm. And there's nothing that stops you from mm -hmm. doing it anywhere in code or in law or in the Texas Constitution. And so, you know, no one had done it. No one yep. had even thought about doing it. No one had done anything. And, you know, now we have, like Dustin mm -hmm. said, and, and since that conversation, mm -hmm. a whole bunch more cities have, have jumped on board. And it's really become a movement all across mm. the state that, you know, was certainly not allowed because of this yes. amendment yes. but this amendment ended up kickstarting the entire movement and the left doesn't know what to do with it no so this comes full circle because the city of lubbock has gone around and collected and when i say this the pro-life activists in the city of lubbock and in the surrounding areas have gone around and collected five thousand signatures and they have put they will put uh, a ban on abortion on the ballot to be Amazing. voted on in Lubbock. And this is, you know, the, the cities that have been doing this so far have been smaller cities. This is going to be the first, I would say, significantly Major sized city, city that's yeah. going to vote on this issue. And it's going to have a special election and people are going to get to come out and have their voices heard on this issue. This is coming because Lubbock was looking at inviting a Planned Parenthood into its city, right? right. Or still is. And so now people rose up and they said, no, we're, we're going to push back on this. And, and say no to that and also do this. And so now awesome. you have Dustin Burroughs, who is the state representative there in Lubbock, yeah. as you know. And uh, I actually had a friend of mine who said, hey, Dustin was on the radio the other day talking about this amendment, which, oh, which, doesn't, which doesn't surprise us because he told Michael too, hey, we, I like how they said this, we put it on for Stickland, right? <laughs> Dennis put it on. So we're going to play a little section Which is here. hilarious because anybody who thinks these guys have done anything for me. So um, tell me 
tell our listeners, and I'm going to play this video real quick, and yeah. we'll look at this, and then we'll kind of talk about it. So there were 23 amendments on this bill. And it, they got all the way up to Amendment 17, and then they kind of took a break. And they took a break, I think, for two reasons. We know that one of the reasons was to try to get you to pull your amendment, right? Oh. And that was a big goal. They were also talking to the Democrats which were about trying to get them to pull some of their amendments. Yep. They do that, right? Like, let's just not have a debate. Which is just strange to me because it's like, you know, how you got 150 members. Yep. So you need 76 to do anything. Yep. And you've got more than – way more than 76 votes on the Texas House floor to stop any anti-life, mm-hmm. pro-abortion thing that you wanted to. And I, it's one of the things that I never understood. Like, you know, decently pro-life people, mm-hmm. uh, members would come up and beg us to not have to take a vote either way. Like they mm-hmm. didn't want to vote against the Democrats stuff. Mm-hmm. Or vote for the Republican stuff mm-hmm. unless it was very controlled, very yes. measured, very everything else. And I'm like, there's no problem here. Like it was all this hocus pocus circus act, mm-hmm. kabuki theater, if you will, where they were like, oh, well, we don't need to turn this into a crazy thing. Yes. There's no crazy thing here. Yep. We've got 23 amendments. Some of them are good and some of them are bad. Mm-hmm. And if everyone will sit down, go make your case, have the debate, and then vote on it. There's no problem. Yep. There's no problem here at all. Yep. Like, just sit there and vote no. The, the house, this is a huge problem, and it's a culture thing in the House. And it's one of the things that if you don't understand the process, mm-hmm. you can fall for some of the um, politicians' lies. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when, when we go to look at this, yes. you're limited on what you can hear. Yes. Okay? You're limited on what you can see. You see them take this pulled-back picture of the House floor, and you mm-hmm. can barely make out – they look Who's like, who? you know, ants from yep. a, an airplane 10,000 yep. feet in the air. But that's all by design, okay? Because then you don't see who's actually fighting for mm-hmm. a lot of it, unless mm-hmm. they actually go to the microphone mm-hmm. or do an amendment or what mm-hmm. have you. And hopefully you got a record vote called, mm-hmm. which is one of the things we tried to do, was get a record vote called. So that, Because other than that, you could have somebody, and this is very, very common, Someone like Dustin Burroughs, mm-hmm. who was begging me for hours to not go through with this mm-hmm. amendment, to pull the amendment. Mm-hmm. Dennis Bonin mm-hmm. sending person after person to yell at me, to yep. beg me, to plead with me for hours yep. on this one amendment, can then turn around and actually pretend like they wanted it to happen, yep. and they gave it to me. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Insane. So this is t- – the a- the House stood at ease, which goes back to your point. I think the House stood at ease for like three to four hours. Oh, yeah. It was a little, and, and the truth little, is yeah. there were only like six more amendments to go. So it, it was one of those things where it was like, hey, if we just vote on this, we can all go home. In 15 we, we could be gone much sooner. Yeah. Let people make their arguments. But instead, the goal is to not have accountability and to not have to deal with this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show this here, and then we'll pull it up on, uh, on our video screen here. So yeah. you have – we start here, and now you're walking back to your desk. I remember that a big deal was they wanted you down at the dais the whole time, and yes. you weren't really going. You were kind of sitting in your chair most of the they time. They were trying to. <clears throat> so this is this is Craig Goldman coming up to you. He's not happy. No. You can and then see his arm moving. following by right Dustin Burroughs. Yeah, Dustin Burroughs. And Kyle Biederman's there. Now, I want to say, if you can pause this for a second, I think uh, this is this is important to note. I had one person who 
stood with me the whole day. Yeah. I mean, just for moral support. Yeah. Because this was hours of yep. manipulation trying to wear me down, tire yep. me out, change my mind, do yep. all these things. Every different tactic you could employ from multiple different mm-hmm. members, every angle possible. Kyle Biederman is actually walking to the desk after he sees Burroughs and mm-hmm. Goldman coming because he knows as a member who's mm-hmm. experienced it himself. Yep. They're not coming <clears throat> to say, thank you for protecting life, okay? <laughs> They're coming to, to beat the tar out of me. Yeah, yeah. They're coming to stop me. Yeah. And so Kyle's actually following behind them and backing me up. Yep. So I, I want to be careful there. Yeah. That that's, a, that's an important distinction yep. for folks to know. So let's uh, – here, let's – so – So this is going on – this is right by my desk. Yeah. Frankly, at this point, I just want to be left alone. I mean, this is two hours into standing at ease. Yeah. This, so this is not the first time that this has happened. And this now, is Candy Noble. She's the, the bill author. author bill the author of the bill. She's coming down, and she was super mad. So you know, this is my moment. This is my bill. Yep. You're going to ruin it. Da 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 da. You're risking the whole bill. I think at one point she even uh, on this one she threatened me that I'm just going to pull the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we made a deal with the Democrats. This is not the I way it's remember to go. several people said that. Oh, it's going to kill the whole bill. Yeah, it's going to kill the whole bill. The point of order. And it's going to be your fault. And we just need to take the win that we have and be done with it. And I'm like, it's the only chance leadership has given me to do anything of significance <laughs> on life. So and I'm, the only reason, sorry, they didn't, and they didn't sorry, give lady. it to you, right? They just happened to bring a bill. Oh, yeah. According to them, they literally gave you the amendment. So let's pause it here. So we have this kind of. Uh, huddle, and again, none of these people are sitting there going, "Hey, Huddle's Jonathan, a nice word. yeah, great idea, yeah, man, how many ways could this get used?" So eventually, this amendment goes on. There's a record vote, and the only two Republicans to vote against it were Sarah Davis and Ken King. And Ken also represents some of the area around Lubbock, right? Yeah. So I hope West Texans remember that he did not want any of this to be happening, yeah. um, and uh, and voted against giving all those local cities the ability to protect life, but. This conversation happens, and and for hours, and I recall you and I were talking, I was somewhere here, and Texas Right to Life was around here, and other groups, and you'd come out of the chamber and say, hey, man, these guys, we're we're just stuck. I'm just waiting, told them, wait to vote, wait to vote, just let us vote. Let me me, me just give you a couple of examples, because I want people to understand. So, you know, this was a a standoff. Yeah. This was a standoff for hours, because they were like, man, if he gets yelled at enough by enough people, He's going to lose all the bills he cares about. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to shut down this whole session, you know, all all those kind of things. Uh, but then they also do things like, had I gone and left for more than 15 seconds, they would have moved without me, and they would have skipped right over it. Okay? That's what they could have done. Mm-hmm. Like, we weren't eating. Mm-hmm. I was afraid to leave too far. I would go out on the other side of that yep. door, yep. you know, and talk to you and a couple other people. but. This was an absolute standoff. So, I mean, if anyone is crazy enough to watch every minute of, of what's going yep. on, they're going to see me sitting at my desk for a mass majority of the yep. time. Yep. And people would come by and yell at me, curse at me, call me a name, whatever, okay, um, and just try and break you down. Yep. And most people do, by the way. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think almost everybody did that day um, except for us. And – it's tough, man, and and I'm not I'm not sitting here acting like I'm this crazy tough guy or anything mm-hmm. else. Like this was a spiritual battle, mm-hmm. it really was. And I knew that there were a handful of pro-lifers, 
praying for us and my staff rooting us on and Kyle Biederman, Tony Tenderhold, a couple mm-hmm. of those guys coming by. Hey, man, just stay strong or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you're outnumbered and surrounded like mm-hmm. that, this is why they do it. Yep. And this is why they're in complete control because most people do not stand up to that. And here's where I think this conversation becomes relevant, especially as – Look, there's a battle going on. Who knows? Democrats win the Texas House or Republicans maintain control. Then there's going to be a leadership battle that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But nobody's talking about what the culture of the House was like. And, you know, Pancho Navarez, I don't know if you read his open letter after he kind of got out of rehab, but he talked about the fact that the reason he was put into positions of power and authority in this session was because he was a a charismatic, likable guy who was willing to – Basically, I think it was operate in the gray zone of ethics. And so, he I mean, he literally insinuates because I was not as black and white and I kind of had a little bit of uh, an ethical gray area I was willing to operate in. He says uh, chambers like the legislature reward that in spades. And it takes somebody who's an addict to go to AA to come out and then to say, hey, guys, this is bad. But what I don't hear is any – well, not any. Several members would definitely admit it, right? But you know that it's a very small group. Most of them, Republican and Democrat alone, will still get up next session and go, this is such a unique place. And these people yeah. are so different. And we we're are – for life. It's a, it's a brotherhood. It's we're a different than D.C. No one else understands unless you've been there. Listen, there, there are some fine people in there. But yep. the overwhelming majority of those people in there have no courage whatsoever. And, and Dustin Burroughs has not come out and said, hey – wow, I didn't realize that we shouldn't ask people to pull amendments. And I guarantee you leadership next session is not going to go, hey, you know what, next time, next session, when conservative Republicans file amendments to advance a pro-life agenda and to draw the line in the sand on a certain issue, we're going to tell them, hey, we were wrong last time. This ended up being really helpful. We even have used it and championed it and talked about Mm -hmm. it publicly and said it was a great thing. So we will learn from that and adjust our tactics in the future. They're yeah. going to work even harder no, to didn't. shut all this debate and, down. And this, 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 this is what conservatives are up against all the time. And if you, if you go back and you look at some of the major victories we've had as a conservative movement, it's been moments when people went outside the bounds yep. Yep. of the control of yep. leadership. Yep. And Matt Schaefer pushing Matt Schaefer the, on the um, Sanctuary City that's deal. Right. And Rinaldi teamed up and they rewrote that bill. And and we did amazing things. Um, Schaefer also did stuff on a pro-life bill mm-hmm. in previous sessions, yep. making it getting rid of some of the exemptions and, and whatnot. And, and we've had some amazing stuff. But it's like it's so frustrating because all of those victories for conservatives. I think the grassroots mm-hmm. picks up on this. Yes. But the people in the House, like you have this moment and you realize, man, huge victory. And then on the next bill, everyone's nervous again. Like, I don't know if we should do this. I don't know if we should do it. And it is a culture deal. It's like ingrained in them. And it's this this deliberate attempt by leadership and the powers that be at making each member feel like they really are different. Mm -hmm. That they are disconnected from the folks back Mm -hmm. home. And it's super frustrating because I think the folks back home, right or left or in the middle, yep. they expect legislators to actually debate the issues yep. and to have a straight-up vote on stuff. Yep. But very rarely is that ever the case. This is a very micromanaged process, even even when I hear Dustin Burroughs talking about, well, the Senate's the one that killed that. I mean, I've been privy to conversations where senators and House members are talking about, 
oh, well, we'll kill that one, but y'all are going to have to kill this one because this mm-hmm. one's going to make us look bad, so y'all have to do it over yep. here. Yep. I mean, there's literally negotiations not on bills or policy, but who's going to be responsible for stopping something that neither one of them actually want to mm-hmm. do? Yep. You know? Yep. That was the big deal in the bathroom bill. Yep. You know? That played out a lot. And, yeah, I mean, the level of sophistication, especially with the lack of accountability and transparency – yeah, I get frustrated just even looking at looking at the monitor and and seeing the picture that the public mm-hmm. gets to look at. Yep, like you can barely even make out. You don't know what's going on, and and with today's technology, I mean, there's there's at least 150 cameras, high definition, that are sitting, you yes. know, right there right now. But this is the best we can do. Yep. And if you go take a camera into that gallery and try yep. and take a picture, they're taking you out of there. That's right. That's right. If okay. you try, if I tried to record video of the debate y'all had while they were very angrily talking to you. You can even see it in expressions on their face and oh, stuff, yeah. right? You can know, but you can't take a video of that and show Texans, right? No. Because you, they can see the grainy, ant-sized video. That being said, I want to go back to the reality that even when you win, they still think it has it's like they're doing that it got done, which is also why they will continue to tell you to pull it. Because in Dennis Bonin and Dustin Burroughs' world, they gave you this amendment. They don't under we begged you to pull it for hours, did everything we yeah. could to try to get it not in law. When it did get in law, it's because we gave it to you. No, you lied to me and told me we have a point. I remember at one point you said, they're telling me Democrats have a point of order. And my amendment won't get voted on. And then I said, well, then why are we sitting here for two hours? Yeah. Right? Wait a yeah. second. If, so they'd come up and go, true, well, then you why? know, they have, an, an, they have a point of order. They can kill this amendment right and now. And they would have just okay, done then, it. Okay, then. And, they and, and I remember hours. you literally said, okay, fine. I'd like to lay out my amendment. I'd yep. like Democrats to call a point of order. I'd kill like it. it to die. Do it in public. I want somebody to step up to the back microphone, and I want them to take ownership of stopping this amendment. And, That's all I want. But, I think the public deserves that. But they will say a lot of things. It's just like. Candy, Noble, and some of these other people. I mean, when when things get intense and people don't want to debate issues, they'll threaten all sorts of stuff. Well, I'm going to pull this. You're going to. Yep. It's, we're going to lose votes. We're not going to be able to pass yeah, this. Or your bill's in my committee, and I'm going to I'm going to kill that, or yep. you know whatever else. Yep. And they try and find things that you care about, and yep. then they hold it against you. So, uh, the city of Lubbock is now considering a ban on abortion. I think we're probably both very happy that Dustin Burroughs is promoting. And advocating for oh, the city and to I ban abortion. Dustin, I think Dustin is pro-life. Yeah, 100%. I have no doubt about that. Yep. Um, and he, he he actually did vote on the amendment yep. in favor of that's the amendment. Right. Yep. So that's great. I just think we need to be honest about all the opportunities because, you know, there were there were good amendments that got pulled mm-hmm. down. Some of these tactics did, did work on others. And the people back at home need to, to realize that things aren't always what they seem. Mm-hmm. And when you have legislators, it's not just Dustin. It was the whole mm-hmm. leadership team. Yes. Um, and the culture that Bonin and mm-hmm. them um, kept going in the House and ha- has been going ever since I was there. I mean, yep. Strauss did it too. I know yep. I know no different. Yes. But people should hope for a Texas where people have the ability to go out there and actually represent their district mm-hmm. without fear. And they deserve to have legislators who actually tell the truth on all this mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know. Um, just because somebody voted for something does not mean that they actually wanted it or supported mm-hmm. it or helped it. A lot of them are just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And we've got to figure out a way to discern that as much as possible. Yep. Um, and and, and I watch. think it's, it's worth stating because I don't want this to be a you know massive 
a massive uh, criticism of Dustin Burroughs. But it, the criticism is not that Representative Burroughs didn't help you. It's that he actively tried to tell you to pull the amendment. That man came to my desk and did absolutely everything he could. He yelled at me. He criticized me. He threatened me. He got his friends to do the exact same thing. He did everything he could for hours to try and stop it. And it is insulting to me, and it's insulting, I, I, I hope, to everyone back at home that he then turns around and privately tries to take credit yep. for something that he tried to destroy. Yep. And that lack of self-awareness creates uh, a culture that can't govern itself, that can't reform itself. When you have leaders who will do everything they can to stop it, when it does pass, in their mind, here's what's scary. Either Representative Burroughs is misleading people when he talks about this amendment and do that, or he's convinced himself that mm-hmm. he actually did do something yeah. to pass this I, amendment. I wonder like when people cross that line. Yeah. I don't you either. Know? I don't know. I think it's different for each person. Yep. Um, a lot does happen during session. Yep. Okay. But to me, I mean, Dustin was at the table deciding mm-hmm. which bills were actually going to have a chance mm-hmm. and be devoted on. So there's 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 no way that he doesn't remember mm-hmm. this one correctly. Yes. Dustin knew that he made a conscious decision uh, for whatever reason, whether it's self-serving or I, mm-hmm. I don't know. He made a decision to do the uh, Texas House leadership, Dennis Bonin's mm-hmm. bidding. Yep. And he played as a member of the team. And on this day and many other days, his role on the team was to bring in the hammer, okay, Mm -hmm. and help bring control, Mm -hmm. which meant talking down to people, which meant cutting ridiculous deals, which meant telling conservatives to stop and doing whatever he could Mm -hmm. to give Dennis Bonham control of the House, Mm -hmm. which for the most part he he did. Uh, Thankfully, on SB2 and Amendment Number 23, he did not. Yeah, SB22. SB22. SB2 was – property tax. SB2, if we could have found a way to put a pro-life abortion on SB2, we would have done uh, we that too. We had some good amendments on that one too, <laughs> if I recall. Um, but thankfully they lost yep. control of the house yep. for a moment. Yes, We got that amendment on and now we have cities and pro-life yep. leaders coming together and uh, setting a new standard. Yep. It's exciting. And I, I really appreciate a lot of those activists and um, you know, it, it might have been that some of these things would have happened with or without this amendment. That is a very possible reality. And, and so I don't, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna make the absolute assumption that says literally these cities wouldn't even be doing this if we hadn't put that amendment on. It might be a little overstating, but I do think it's worth saying that even the legislators point back to it and say, hey, the legislature, the Texas House made it clear to cities that yeah. they had the right to do this. A vast majority, all but two Republican members, it showed unity on it. Yeah. And so that is a, at least a contributing factor to giving people the backup that they need. And they've been talking about it. Dustin Burris has been on oh, the radio talking about it in Lubbock. Well, other states are now doing it too, which yep. is awesome. Yep. Okay. So it's it's going like wildfire and it gives a lot of us stuff to do. I mean, right now, you know, we can't pass statewide for mm-hmm. a number of different reasons, the pro-life stuff that we want to. Mm-hmm. But this gives local areas the ability. I mean, you've got parts of Texas that are deep, deep red. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're being prohibited mm-hmm. by places like Austin. Mm-hmm. Okay, and these liberal bastions, and this gives them the ability to go out and and do it on their own mm-hmm. and not wait yep. for the crazy parts of the state to be defeated or whatever else. So you yep. get to go out, 
Just on that note before we go to, because yes. um, this, this is something that often gets overlooked, um, representatives, you know, do a lot of the work, but this literally would not happen if mm. it weren't for you mm. and for the rest of my staff. This is not something that I came up with on my own. Uh, this was y'all's brainchild, and I, I got to run with it, but uh, I just want people to understand uh, how important it is to have staff that are bought in, too. And um, I, I think that's a question everyone should be looking at when they're vetting candidates. Who are you going to surround yourself mm-hmm. with? Who are you going to yoke yourself up with? Um, are these tried and true believers? I think that showed me over the last eight years just as important as mm-hmm. the member himself mm-hmm. was who he was working with. So it was a great day, great pro-life victory. Took right to life helped uh, Kyle Biederman, staff, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other things. And, and now we've got something to show for it. Yeah. Um, but Dustin Burroughs deserves none of that credit. Yep. And, and uh, definitely they they did not give anyone that amendment. In fact, yeah, they tried nothing. to take it away. So Nothing. Hey, Jonathan, thanks for joining me. And, and my goal with this is that uh, we don't want to just give people a window into how the text operates to then say – it's a horrible time and you can't do anything about it. The truth is we've got people like Brian Slayton and other conservatives that, ha- well, that are coming, coming in. And, and, the, and there are other members who are conservative Republicans who ran on conservative platforms who have told the grassroots, yes. we're going to deliver for you. We're going to work hard for you. We're going to make sure we pass conservative legislation. Listen, I'm banking on redemption. I'm hoping some of these guys who started out as great conservative warriors yep. who have just lost their way, lost their path have no courage and have bought into the culture of the house and they're no longer fighting back. We need to be praying for those people. They can come back too. Yep. And we'll take them back. We'll forgive you. Mm -hmm. We're not going to forget what you did, but if you start doing the right thing now, heck I'll take it from anyone. I'll take it from a Democrat, Charlie Guerin, Dustin Burroughs. Some will be easier than others, but (laughs) I'm just saying, let's go. We got things to do. Yes. And the hope would be that we go into 2021 really recognizing that, Republicans controlling everything is a privilege, and it's a privilege we've squandered. But we have a shot at 2021 to run with more policy, and we should take it. Ram it down their throats. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.